Welcome to Life 111 Podcast. I'm Destiny. And I'm Xavier Corman, and welcome to episode 15. Yeah. So let's get into it. I mean, how has your week been? It's been pretty good. How about you? <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Pretty good. It's been good. Um, got a little head congestion thing going on, so if I sound a little tanky, y'all forgive me. Um, I don't know if it's the weather or just sinuses or what it is, but we're going to get through it, though. So what sauces do you get at Chick-fil-A? Polynesian and barbecue and honey roasted barbecue. Nice. Specifically, two Polynesian, one barbecue, one Polynesian, one honey roasted barbecue. And that's if they actually put it in there, because sometimes that's just my sauce. What do you get? Just two hay mustard and two ranch. Mm. So when you tell them all of that, sometimes they get a little stingy. <laughs> yeah, we have like eight sauces. Yeah. But we check that bag. Destiny will make us turn around. Yep. If we don't get I all need my sauces. ranch, so. Today I actually had Chick-fil-A for the first time in a car. <laughs> I, I can't eat Chick-fil-A. Like when you ask me, like, hey, can we stop by Chick-fil-A? I want to say no. You got to be a pro. No. You know what I mean? No. Like, you got to be able So what I do... I get the chicken nuggets. So I move the nuggets to one side and put my sauce in the box. Mm. And then I hold my other sauce to dip the fries. And the chicken nuggets are sitting on my lap. While you're driving? Yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's I, what I, I dipped. Do. I was on I 4, but there was traffic. So we were going slow. But when we sped up, I started struggling a little <laughs> bit. True. But, so sorry for that sniffle so today um i want to get into just self-affirmation and like just affirmation in general um i think i want to start off with just saying man everyone listening i'm proud of y'all um yeah if you listen i'm proud of you um there's been a bunch of moments you could have gave up and you didn't and you should be proud of yourself for that so we want to talk about like affirmation, like simply that. Yeah. But let's let's first start off with us. What are three things that you're proud of yourself for? Um, for the times where Zelaya is really tough, mm-hmm. and I could like just <laughs> yell at her, but I keep my calm. Yeah. Um, because she's just a baby. Hmm. I'm proud of me obeying the things that God says mm. and not feeding into what others say. That yeah. could sound good, but it's not what God said. Yeah. Um in that I just continue to give myself grace every day. Yeah. What about you? Um I'm proud of myself for for letting go of the things I had to let go of. Um, even if they, they, you know, even if they were toxic, and even if um, you would think it would be easy or ideal to let go of something that's hurting you, it's not always that easy. So I'm proud of myself for letting go of people and things that I had to, um, for a better future. I'm proud of myself for 
I think likewise, like being obedient to the voice of God, but also um, resisting the other voices that were like logical mm-hmm. and they were right, but it just wasn't what God said. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big thing. Like, cause when God spoke to us, he said it once, but then everything after that was just a bunch of other voices of other people mm-hmm. and ourselves. And then lastly, um, I'm proud of myself for just staying in the race concerning like our marriage and like fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Cause you can get, you know, like it's a, you make a lot of mistakes and you fail a lot. And so it's really easy to get discouraged and just quit, you know? Yeah. So I'm proud of myself for those things. Nice. Yeah. So how'd you feel like saying those three things about yourself? It was a little tough. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm also thinking of everything I could do better. Mm-hmm. Could have did better, but that's that's just perfection, and that's that's fear. Yeah. And um, but it, it felt good. It felt good to say it too. Well, how did you feel saying it? I felt good. I mean, yeah. I <laughs> I don't know. I just I felt good about it. Yeah. Because you don't usually like say good things about yourself. Isn't that weird though? Let's like let's talk about that. Like, why is it so? Why is it difficult for us to celebrate ourselves? And I mean, if if it's difficult to celebrate yourself, it's definitely difficult to celebrate others. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't agree with that. You think so? I think it's easier to okay, like celebrate others or like compliment others right. rather than yourself. That's true. I didn't think of it like that. That's true. And why do you think that is? Um, maybe it's like how you feel about yourself. Like, like you wish you were what another person is or mm. um, you wish your life was a certain way. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, I mean, off the top of my head, hearing what you said, if I could think about it, the reason it's easier to celebrate other people than ourselves is because maybe it's easier. It's not as personal. And also maybe it like hides how you really feel. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also some people that don't that, that agree with the first thing you said where it's easier. It's not easier to compliment someone else Mm -hmm. because of how you feel about yourself. Yeah. So it can go both both both. ways. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It can go both ways. And yeah, it could be that it's easier to just compliment what somebody else is doing. And then, but it's hard to celebrate yourself because you're so aware of your own flaws. Mm-hmm. You're so aware of your own mistakes. I know for me, it's one of the things that comes to my mind when I do try to affirm myself is like you're not worthy mm-hmm. or you didn't do good enough. Or you think of somebody else is doing a lot better than you. Like, oh, you think you did something? This person, like, is making this much money. Or this person is doing this on that level. Mm. And then comparison comes in. It's like, well, I'm afraid of being content. I'm afraid of giving myself a pass. Yeah. And, and then I think what well, that can almost reflect on how you do with your kids, too. 
Mm. Like we were just watching a show called The Parent Test. And we we're talking about how much do we celebrate our kids? But at the same time, like the world doesn't celebrate you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's <laughs> there's a lot of different ways you can go to. Yeah. But all right. So what are you proud of me for? Mm. So we did it for ourselves. Now we throwing it at each other. <laughs> um, I'm proud of you for being present as a husband and a father. Mm. I'm proud of you for um, the way that you provide, no matter what. Like we have all that we need, mm. and I'm proud of. Hmm. Easy. <laughs> I'm proud of me for two things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to think of a really, really oh, good okay. one. Um, I guess I'm proud of how you've been treating Duke better. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. I've been treating him better. Yeah. So. That's true. Thanks for noticing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about, um, what are you proud of me for? Um, I'm, uh, and I don't mean to offend anybody. This is just what I've learned and understand. I'm proud of you for being, for, I'm proud of you for having enough strength to be a stay-at-home mom. hmm Because you know what your conviction is. Your conviction is, I need to be home with my daughter in this season. But there's times where financially we're like, man, we can use extra money or there's other people like, hey, like you should work, you know, and it can come off as though you don't want to work and come off as though you want to be lazy. But there's been several conversations I've had and, and heard of other mothers um, who are trying to find the space to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it clicked then. Well, that takes strength. There's there's people who are working who want to do what you're doing. Yeah. And yet the temptation sometimes could be like, well, I want to get a job so we can feel more safe financially. And so I'm proud of you for sticking to your conviction, even though sometimes it's not as rewarding. Mm-hmm. So I like staying home with a baby all day. Like it's not, it's not easy. I stay home whatever for a couple of hours <laughs> and I'm ready to hand her off. <laughs> I like come I'll, home to chaos. I'm going to let Duke watch her for a little bit. <laughs> Hey, dude, I'll be back. <laughs> um, I'm proud of you for working on yourself. I like doing the work. Mm. Um, because this, I mean, as we heard in the last podcast, like you're very intentional about doing the work on yourself. And I'm proud of you as well for I froze like you on the third one. <laughs> make it good. Make it good. <laughs> um, I'm proud of you for, it sounds weird. I'm proud of you for like trusting me with, with the future. Mm-hmm. You know, the other day, like I thought about, and this goes with what I'm saying. I'm not just starting a random story. Okay. Um, the other day, and I never thought about it. And I think we had a conversation. I, it, I never dawned on me that a woman, ha- well, traditionally, a woman has to wait for a man to propose. Mm-hmm. Because as a man, like, we get like if we want something we pursue it by nature but traditionally as a woman 
you have to wait for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're trusting that person with your future, which can be scary. So all that say, I appreciate you. You didn't have to say yes. Yeah. Um, and there are so many difficult times that came with that. Like, you know, and so, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for that. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate that. So how did that feel hearing me give you affirmation? I mean, it feels pretty good because it's been a tough day for me. So yeah. it's nice to hear that. Yeah. What about you? Agree. It was, it's nice to hear. I guess sometimes like if it's like, even if you know it, it's like, oh, like, I didn't know you were thinking that. Yeah. You know, That's like, what I tell him. Like, a lot of times Xavier shares that he says something in his head about me, mm-hmm. like a compliment, and he won't say it out loud. Yeah. Well, I'm like, hello, like, say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I did today, though. You're, you walked out of Chick-fil-A. You, once again, she went inside to get a ranch. <laughs> They forgot ranch. I was like, oh no. She's I like, cannot eat my fries. I was like, I'm going to see smoke rising from the top of the building. She's setting the place on fire. And I was like, oh, you look, you look sexy walking, walking in the car. Yeah, you had, that, you, you had your little squint going. Huh? You had your little squint. You're walking with a, you squint your eyes a little bit. Because I guess the sun was in your eyes. <laughs> yeah. And you're like looking down. You know, you're squinting and looking down. You're walking in public. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so I, I am working on that. But I guess we like we tend to do that a lot. And I wonder if we I mean not in a negative way, I'm just you know, you just <laughs> tell people everything that comes to your mind, but to our loved ones if we do have positive thoughts or we think of we think of them throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm working on if it just pops, like yesterday, I FaceTimed my boy. I haven't talked to him in maybe a month or so. And I just, I could text him. And it's one of those things where you, you know, like you just send each other funny videos on, on Instagram all the time. It's one mm-hmm. of those. In that respect, we talk a lot. But I haven't like called him or texted him. But he came up, so I just FaceTimed him. He didn't answer, but I just FaceTimed him. And I wonder if we actually just, you know, acted on some of those small thoughts like, I wonder will those make a big difference? Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty good at like, like if somebody comes up in my head, I'll be like, hey, I hope you're having a good day or like thinking about you, Mm -hmm. et cetera. But I feel like I can do a little bit better with you. (laughs) (laughs) Because like I, even though I do compliment you, but I think because you're, you like affirmation. So I can do a little better. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think in that respect, I can do, I mean, I'm, because I'm like a little sick. I don't like one of, I'm always like hyper aware of like germs mm-hmm. when I'm not feeling well. Um, And I know you like physical touch, so I'm sorry if I haven't been touching you that much last couple uh, of days. I'm like, man, he doesn't even like me anymore. Yeah. But I don't want to <laughs> be like kidding. cuddling with you and then like snot is running down my chin. <laughs> not you, me you I just, don't care you feel something warm dripping down your head <laughs> and it's not the anointing of God um, but yeah in that respect like you know and, and I, I've had a couple times where I just got a, a random like this is how you know we're not used to it like a person you don't talk to all the time or even a friend you do talk to all the time a fan member mm-hmm. and they call you 
the first thing you're thinking is, oh, crap. Yeah. Is everything okay? <laughs> like, yeah. Like if. Especially if it's like late or something. Yeah. And you get a call or whatever. Yeah. I mean, anybody besides my parents and you. Mm-hmm. I think if anybody called me right now, and my, and my brother, anybody else call me, I'm either like one, my blessings here. We're about to be millionaires. <laughs> like even sometimes when I see random numbers, I'm like, I wonder if this is like a record label or something. But, <laughs> yeah. but for the most part, we're always like, oh my God, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. Like, especially you call, if you call your mom or something late, it's like, oh my God, what, what happened? Yeah, I have um, like some young girls that I, I mean, they kind of, I kind of mentor them in a way. Mm-hmm. And one of them texts me, it was like 930. Why are you making it sound so late? (laughs) It was late. Yo, 9.30. Yeah, I'd be like, yo, Dash, you want to do this? And it's like, 9. She's like, I should probably wait till tomorrow. It's late. And (laughs) I was like, she was like, hey, like, are you busy? Can you talk? I was like, yeah, like, call me. Oh, my God. And it was just like. You locked up. I need to come get you out of prison. (laughs) And that was just like a question she had. Yeah. It wasn't serious. Thank God. Yeah. But yeah. It's crazy how we think that. Yeah, like we see a phone call and the immediate reaction is, oh my God, is everything okay? Like, mm-hmm. and my dad was uh, notorious for that. Like, oh he, he was notorious just for calling and want nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. He didn't want to talk. Like, hey, buddy. <laughs> he didn't want to talk. He <laughs> was like, hey, hey, what's up, dad? Hey, what you up to? Nothing yeah. chilling. All right, I ain't want nothing. I just wanted to call. No, he'd be like, he'd be like, <laughs> What you doing? Then you'd be like, about to go to bed. He's like, so yeah. how was your day? <laughs> yeah. You're trying to like c- conclude it. He's like, so. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I learned like those phone calls like meant a lot. Mm-hmm. Like even when it like, even when I hung up and it said 30 seconds on my phone, I think it's the thought that somebody called you. Yeah. And I would dare even like want to challenge us like this week. Um, somebody we would text or DM, like just call them, like, and not even, I, yeah, okay, and not even want nothing, right? Like, yeah, because I heard somebody. Oh, I was watching a um a TED talk, and they were saying, was it a TED talk? I was talking to somebody, I don't know, but I heard that um making the phone call is the th- is third on why is the third on the list of why people have phones. Mm-hmm. It's not the first reason we get phones. It's for uh, social media and texting, mm-hmm. all the other forms of communication. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So I like I would dare like even want to challenge myself. Like, dang, what if I just instead of texting somebody or deem it, sending them a funny video? Like I just called them. Mm-hmm. And I think I do pretty well. Like me and my brother was on the phone talking. Like nothing happened. We just like talk on the phone. Or when I'm on my drives home, I'll call my boy Rob or Marks and Toms or I'll call my boy PJ. Um, but like I think I'll through that small challenge, I think we can see like um really good results. Yeah. With just simply calling somebody like and not really want anything. And then it makes you feel thought of. Mm. Like how much effort is it to text somebody? But it takes it takes your attention to talk to somebody like to call somebody. You know? Yeah. So think that'd be cool so i wrote down a couple of thoughts um concerning affirmation mm-hmm. because on one end 
we can affirm somebody or be affirmed, but what happens when that's something you need like to survive to, to the point where like you feel like you can't live without it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like one of the thoughts, and these, this was just me free thinking. I wrote in my notes and where we can like bounce ideas off of each other, what we think. Um, but I wrote, you can enjoy what people say about you, but you always live what you think about yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, I can, I can see this from the ends, from the outside on you. Like everywhere you go, people are always complimenting you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, about her eyes. I mean, it don't, it don't matter. Dogs, women, men, cats, squirrels, everyone's always complimenting her. <laughs> like, oh my God, your eyes. Oh my God, you're so pretty. And now Zalea is, is just as beautiful. So now it's like, I'm not even, I don't even exist. Sometimes I try to take them. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> People be like, I've been talking to you, Sally. But with that being said, like, we had the conversation before. You were like, uh, like those things don't really matter. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you hear somebody compliment you and it doesn't matter, like, what is your thought process on that? Because you obviously don't need it. Mm-hmm. But for someone who, like, who, like me, who may take more heed to a compliment, what is your thought process? Um, I mean, I don't want to sound cocky or anything. <laughs> God, go ahead. We know you're hot. This is but, what I do. This well, is what a part I do. of it, a part of it was like, I had a loving father mm. that complimented me a lot. And like, he gave me like the attention that could have been bad. Mm-hmm. Like from somebody else. Yeah. But he gave it to me as a father. And I think that helped me like growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, even to now, like um like him complimenting me and everything, it taught me to love like myself for who I am and like Yeah. So I kinda knew because of what he said to me, like that I was beautiful, that so when other people said it, it was just like, I know. Yeah. But in my head. Yeah, I would say like I know, but yeah. I would just say thank you. Mm. But it was just like whatever, yeah, because it was just like something I already knew. Yeah, but as I got older, um, you know, people complimented me, and I was still like whatever. But on the other hand, I got people said bad things about me, mm. which affected how. I saw myself. Yeah. So like the roles kind of switched and now I had to work on what I thought about myself. Yeah. Like without my dad, without other Mm. people. And once I figured out like the roots and like what we talked about in the last episode, like the roots and where things started, that's when I found my confidence again. Yeah. And yeah. It took a while to come out. No, it didn't take a while. It was good. Yeah. It was well, well said, well, uh, well explained. Yeah. You go say something else. You your shoulders up. Um, no, I, I think that was it. Okay. Yeah. So that, that was good. And I heard actually like heard some really cool things that you said. One, the statement I said was you can enjoy what people say, but, um, you live, ultimately you live what you think about yourself. Mm-hmm. What I just heard you say was, 
your dad complimented you and he gave you the affection you needed and mm-hmm. you accepted it. And it wasn't so much, you know, what he said. It was the fact that he said it and you agreed. You took it as your own. Like, he's right. Mm-hmm. He gave you that foundation to think about yourself. And then there's other people who said things mm-hmm. that affected you. But then you said you had to go work on those things on how you thought about yourself. Yeah. So it was cool because on one side, you accepted what someone said about you. And you took that perspective and you said, you know, you agreed it for yourself. And on the other end, you also took what they said about you, but you believed it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it kind of proves the idea that it's not what people say, what they think. It's ultimately what we think about ourselves. Yeah. But I think it goes down, that's a whole nother podcast, to the power of agreement. Yeah. On what you agree with. Yeah. And I know that a lot of the reason I bring up that I had a loving father was because I think a father is important in a daughter's life, but I know that not everybody has a loving father. Yeah. And, but everything that we're talking about where, like you said, like you're stuck with what you think about yourself. Yeah. It's important. Even if you don't have that person, like even whatever that person says, it's still important to know who you are yeah. by yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if that sounded right. No, that right, makes sense. But yeah. It, what I heard you say is whether you have a present father who, you know, that was there or a father who wasn't present, what ultimately matters is what you think about yourself. Yeah. Like whether you have it or not, you still have to do that work. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. Yeah. Like um, another thing that I wrote down and we're kind of just affirming and building this thing, but nothing can mean more than what you believe about yourself. Like, how does that, does, do you get any thoughts when you hear that? Can you word it differently? Um, what you believe about yourself matters. What you believe about yourself carries more weight than any other opinion. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Which, for me, like, I grew up, like, as a drummer boy. I've been performing since I was one. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know if I, I've, I think I've always been complimented for my gifts and my talents. Mm-hmm. But I don't ever remember being like, oh man, like I'm this really talented person. Like I don't ever remember feeling like what they told me. Yeah. Because how I felt about myself was still different. Mm-hmm. Like I always felt like, dang, like I'm, I'm not good enough. Like I got to do more. I got to do more. I have to be the most successful in the room. Mm-hmm. And because I always felt that way, people compliment me. It's like, oh, okay. Like that's cool. Thank you. Yeah. But it didn't carry any authority or power because my opinion of myself was still stronger. Mm-hmm. And like, even now, like we can look at somebody as people have looked at us and be like, oh man, they have it all together. They're this, they're talented. Their podcast is awesome, blah, blah, blah. You can tell us that. But at the end of the day, like what we think about ourselves is what's going to determine our behavior, yeah, how we think and, and so on. Facts. Here's another one. Like, and this one kind of goes along the lines of social media. Likes, views, and compliments don't have the power to change how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. 
Oof. I agree. That's a tough one. Yeah, I agree because I've seen a lot of people post, but they're still not happy. Yeah. When people want to get their affirmation from Instagram and, you know, all these other social networks. Yeah. I sound old when I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Social networks. Yeah, like, and it could be unhealthy in a way. Yeah. Because it's almost like you're, you may be like living a double life. Like, yeah. <laughs> where, like, it reminds me of the story that you told me of the girl that you were in band with mm-hmm. and how she was like this, like, Instagram model and stuff. And then, yeah. like, in person, she was like shy and like quiet. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know, that could affect you mentally. Yeah. Like, why am I not getting the affirmation when I look like this or act mm-hmm. like this? Yeah. But then when I post certain things, I'm like getting all this attention. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, 100%. Like, they say that the the uh, progression of, of social media statistics are directly aligned with the mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Like, they're both parallel and, and rising. Um, even the, I was watching the news, and even, like, the they were talking about the suicide uh the suicide hotline mm-hmm. and how it's been in a high. Like they think last year they got over a million calls. Yeah. And like you think of 2020, we were all kind of just in our phones and that was the type of only, only interaction we've gotten. And I don't think of, I don't think some of us have returned back to real life as in, okay, I'm back to work, mm-hmm. I'm back going out, but we still for almost a year, you know, had to use our phones to have any type of, yeah. social interaction and so you know kids by the age 13 14 like there's female uh there's young ladies who are already dealing with insecurity and have these i'm filters. just gonna say it oh go i'm ahead. just gonna say go it ahead. instagram was made to make people insecure mm. instagram insecure oh, you know my- <laughs> <laughs> i just made that up <laughs> no but for real like even if it's not facts like i believe that yeah even if like you're having a vulnerable day then you go on instagram and like see something like it could be like you know the person that's making a thousand million dollars and you're like man i wish i was making that money (laughs) and And all the ads pop up on your yeah it could be anything but it was just made to make people feel horrible about themselves yeah, agreed. And then you look at that, and I think more of that gears gears towards the algorithm. It's the stuff that is intentionally being put out there. Yeah, like you know, you're not going to type Ashley, and then and, and then nothing wrong with being heavy, but you're not going to type Ashley and then see a woman with no teeth, seven hundred pounds. You're just not. I had to go to extreme because I don't want to name anybody's weight. But you know what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. You weigh 700 pounds. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I just said it. But I'm just saying, why I don't see them? If I type in a name, why I don't see them? (laughs) Yeah. Why I got to be the lady with the triple J's? Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. and that's where I I think your point is valid. It's like, why But even then, like, it's a temptation. Why are you slamming your hand like that? Like, you get passionate. Like, let's say a girl with double J's comes up. (laughs) Double J's. (laughs) (laughs) All right, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't even know I said that. (laughs) 
Like, it's not only a temptation for a guy, but it's a temptation for a girl, too. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it just goes both ways, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And and then what if, now, so I think with that being said, if that's what's being promoted to me, then all of a sudden I think that's what attractive is. Yeah. I think, like, i never forget I went to, a, I used to go to um, Caribbean Sunshine a lot in, in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And there was a lady in there, and she she asked me what I want. I was like, let me get rice and peas. I said with an accent back then, like, rice and peas, extra gravy, you know. Ain't gonna do it to y'all now, uh, whatever. And she she started complimenting me on my gap. Yeah. And I used to get made fun of with my gap. I used to be called Michael Strahan mm-hmm. and, you know, made fun of. I like your gap. Thank you. I told you that before. Yeah. yeah. Thank anyway. you. Appreciate that. But. <laughs> Like it was being made fun of, but she was like, "Well, in Jamaica, men with gaps are attractive, but they're also like players." Yeah. Which I didn't care about the player part. Actually, I felt good that she, you know, you're at least like, I can maybe pull somebody. I can be a player. <laughs> <laughs> you mean football players, basketball players? <laughs> nah. But it proved it came to show that attraction is what's constantly being thrown in our faces. Like I don't know who I was talking to, but I was like, the trend that women have to constantly keep up with. Like, if you're a woman, you, it's been put in your face. They say by the age of seven, a, a girl already feels that to be sexy is important. But there's also this pressure. You have to be sexy the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be 50 and sexy. And it's like, there's this mental pressure that you probably have to deal with that you got to always be sexy. That's the only way I could be seen. I could be important. That's why the celebrities drink the juice. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, but think about it. 2000s. Yeah. What was attractive? It was being as petite as you can. Mm. And then it got to, oh, I'm slim thick. Yeah. Or I'm thick. And now it's like, oh, I'm like thick, thick. You know, like it's, it changes. I think slim thick was the era, the era that... That made me feel like probably bad about myself. Mm. I remember that. Yeah. It's like high schoolish. Yeah. Going into college. I remember I didn't know what any of that was. And I remember yeah. it was seventh grade and I was drinking water at the water fountain. It, Thirsty people, boy. Oh my God. <laughs> then I like, you didn't you didn't drink water? <laughs> <laughs> and you know if they flushed the toilet, it jumped a little bit. Yeah, because you're drinking toilet water. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You knew all the good ones were, though. <laughs> the new ones. But I did, like lost my turn. At the, okay. I'm drinking water. A couple people come up to me like, oh, Jose, Jose, Jose. I'm like, what, what? I'm popular. Leave me alone. It's funny. They wasn't that. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> I have my transitional glasses. Step outside, get them shades on. And um, like, oh, like this girl. This, uh, I don't, nobody probably know her. She's good another ton, your brother. Like, she like you, but she want to go out with you. Everybody knows her. <laughs> Now you wouldn't notice her now. <laughs> and uh he or he. Uh <clears throat> um Oh my god. But yeah. Anyways. <laughs> and so I was like, oh like, okay. And it was like we had a geography class, but I didn't know her, I didn't talk to her. I knew her name because I had a class with her. And they were like, oh, like, she like you shouldn't go out with you. You know, like she asked you out. You wanna like say yeah? I was like, oh you know, it's like, oh, she's red bone. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I thought about was like, you know, you eat chicken. Oh my god! And you know, like sometimes the part the inside the bone is red. I was like, ew! <laughs> like she has a bone disease. Her bones are red. 
And I was like, what does that even mean? He's like, it means she thick. And that was even worse. Yeah. I'm like, because I think of like jello. I don't know. I just, <laughs> thick yeah. wasn't an attractive word. I was like, oh, was she thick? What does that mean? <laughs> and so that was my first time being exposed to all these like types, like mm-hmm. these stereotypes that we had out there of how like your body has to be. And so I'm like, it, I'm just, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it always changes. Yeah. And what's being put in our face is telling us that like we're telling boys like this is what you you're like this is what a beautiful woman is Mm -hmm. this is what an attractive woman is like i don't think it's necessarily that we are discovering it for ourselves at least here in america yeah with media so like as a woman like i know i really like affirmation Mm -hmm. and but then i think about like guys like what Mm -hmm. do guys like and guys do like affirmation yeah but, like, I know, like, being with you, I didn't really know about affirmation for guys. Like, mm-hmm. I never thought about it. I'm like, oh, maybe, like, he wants, like, a compliment or, or whatever. Yeah. But I learned that uh, the way a guy likes affirmation is, like, a little bit different than mm-hmm. a woman. Like, a guy may like when you say, um, thank you for providing or... Yeah. Uh, Thank you for washing my car, taking out the trash. Yeah. Like, I think guys like more affirmation in a way where they did something manly, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, that's 100%. I feel like men, I would say men are probably more affirmation driven than women in their own way. Mm -hmm. We talked about last podcast that, I mean from about the time a boy is six or seven or eight, he's like, watch this. Mm-hmm. He's trying to, he's doing something risky to prove something. Yeah. Hey, watch this. He Flipping wants to off be, a building. Yeah. He wants to be a warrior. He wants to fight. He wants to conquer. He wants to win. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think even at that early age, like men are already, boys are already seeking affirmation. I think we struggle with asking for it and we struggle with, with receiving it. Mm-hmm. The world we've created is um, we receive we we receive affirmation, but it's always indirectly. Like I said this before, I want to play football just for the affirmation. I just want to score. <laughs> Do you see? Like when I when I see somebody score, I get goosebumps because that's a rare time where you see a bunch of dudes. Like, without thinking twice, with no ego, no pride, openly complimenting and celebrating another brother. Yeah. Or sports. Mm-hmm. It's like, but you don't see that on the day-to-day. It's like, mm-hmm. you got to score a touchdown. You got to, like, you know, you got to be in some type of sport instead of, hey, bro, man, I know it's been rough for you, man. I just want to tell you, you're doing a great job, bro. Yeah. But you don't get that. Mm-hmm. But we need it. And so we often see that reflected in sports. Like, or you a beast, bro. Or, bro, you are you a dog, bro? Like, yeah, it's always indirectly and it's always tied to a, a type of success or achievement. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm learning to accept. One, I'm learning to give it without that. And I'm, two, I'm learning to receive it. Like, I've always struggled receiving affirmation apart from being a drummer or a musician. Like, yeah, it was always attached to that. It was never, hey, man, you're just an awesome person. Mm-hmm. It's always you're a great drummer or you're a great, you know, so-and-so. 
And then sometimes as men, um, we often seek that through sex. Yeah. Like we don't know we need affirmation, but we we think sleeping with more women and more women, mm-hmm. we get that sense of affirmation. Yeah. And that's a whole other topic because I, I really want to talk about the fact that we have the understanding of daddy issues, but I think there's even more men with mommy issues. Yeah. Like we talk about women like, Oh, if you sleep around, you a you know you a hoe, or you're mm-hmm. getting around. But what about men? You a hoe too. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that there's we would we never want to talk about that because it doesn't sound good for a man to say I got mommy issues. Yeah. But I think there's a lot under that that we'll talk about. But yeah, and I think sometimes as men we use that we use sex mm-hmm. to get that affirmation. Yeah. And um. And so, yeah, you're 100% like, and then it's not openly said that men need affirmation. And if it is, it's like, because he's cocky. Mm-hmm. Like now he feel like he deserves it. Yeah. We get to the cocky end. But I do think there is a healthy level of expression for men who need affirmation. And I love my circle because we're able to express that. Like yeah. sometimes my brother randomly texts me, hey, bro, you're just doing, bro, you're doing an incredible job being a father mm-hmm. and, a, uh, and a husband. You're killing it. And I'm like having a bad day. I feel like I'm failing. Yeah. Like whenever we're around our boy, Mark, whenever we're leaving, he's like, I just want to tell, what does he tell us? I don't want to say, what does he tell us? (laughs) He's like, you guys are doing a great job. Yeah. You guys are such great parents. (laughs) And like, sometimes I want to tear up because we're trying to figure this thing out. I be needing it sometimes too. I be like, I needed that. And we play it off. We be like, oh, thanks, Mark. But on the inside, I was about to cry. (laughs) You about to cry. And he don't even know how much that means, but yeah. he's just like, when we're packing up and or if we're fixing her bottle or she's changing her and I'm doing something, he's like- Even if we're not doing anything, he just yeah. says it, which is awesome. He's like, man, y'all are doing such a great job. And I'm like, really? Like, on the inside. <laughs> yeah. But I need that affirmation. Like, you need it. Like, it's a healthy mm. environment for that, so. Hashtag men need it for affirmation, too. Ooh. Don't start nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how we got there. Yeah, we're just but, talking. Oh, we're talking about likes, receiving affection, like through likes, through likes views mm-hmm. and compliments, yeah. stuff like that. But I think it ultimately sets us up to, it's a counterfeit. It's a, it's fake. Mm-hmm. Like, cause even sometimes I can feel it like. And it's easy. Like if you have a hard day, just post on Instagram. Yeah. Then you'll feel better for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I never forget um, my mentor. Like, when we had to have the big conversation when we first had a kid, I'm like, okay, like, we had to talk about how much do we want, privacy-wise, our child to be out there. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember talking to my mentor, because I'm like, I didn't notice how, how much some people post their kids, which is fine. That's up to you. Like, mm-hmm. there's no judgment there. Like, everyone makes that decision. But I knew some of these people personally. And you weren't. You're not that head over heels about your child in person. <laughs> but it's like online, it's just like, oh, we love mommy and daddy love you so much. You know, this is not. It's like, I never forget my mentor was like, man, I don't ever want posting my child to make me feel like I'm being a good parent. Mm-hmm. And so there's a reward and there's a, a, a stimulation of receiving a like or a view or a comment on something without actually carrying out that thing. Yeah. Like we could have been like, Zalea, 
like, sit down, you're annoying. And then posts a picture of her smiling with us. And people are like, oh my God, you guys are great parents. And we're being rewarded for something we never were. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the danger of that. And it's not that you don't enjoy it. It's just that you be real with yourself when you find it crossing that boundary, right? Yeah. So we took a we took a turn on that one. That was good though. Mm-hmm. Um and probably this is the last one, and I think we've kind of already said it in another way, but the most important perspective of you is your perspective of you. Yeah. And um yeah, I think that if you learn to appreciate yourself, learn to appreciate others. I think yeah, it's I agree with that. Like, I know when I found who I was and, you know, suck with it and I just feel good. I don't care if you call me ugly because I know I ain't ugly. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Why you rolled your neck like that, though? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but yeah, like now people say stuff like because people still like. Like jokingly or not thinking, like they'll still say slick things to me. Yeah. But now that I know who I am, it's just like I don't even say anything. Yeah. Like I just pretend you didn't even say it because it's just like, you know. Yeah, but so let's take that a little further. Okay. You also, we saw it at Sunny's. We're sitting at Sunny's, grubbing on some barbecue, and this lady walks in with her her husband and her son, and she looks at Destiny. With this very, very like dirty look. Yeah. And it's like, you didn't do nothing. You didn't say nothing. You weren't even looking at her. Yeah. And she just gave you this look. So now we're dealing with the opposite. Like, what is your, what is your, uh, your perspective of yourself when there's negative, negative mm-hmm. uh, feedback coming at you? You know, oh. haters going to hate. You know what I mean? <laughs> But that's only effective because. Yeah, because I know, like, I've worked on. Exactly. Your perspective is the most important one of yourself. Yeah. As long as you have that. Yeah. It don't matter. Like, and there's times I get, uh, I get looks. Because mm-hmm. they see Zalea and they see you and they look at me. Mm-hmm. And of course, people have all kind of thoughts. Yeah. And we had a, we had a conversation with our friend the other day, like, who is he's very aware of how people perceive him. You know, he's a very built black bald dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he goes places. Some people can be like, Oh, he's attractive. Or some people be like, he's a threat or, mm-hmm. and I think we can almost go crazy trying to interpret what everybody thinks of us. I yeah. won't even lie. We were in celebration today going for a walk. And part of me was tempted to, to be like, I'm the only African American around here. Or what are people thinking? That they see me in their area. Because celebration can be like a little bubble. Yeah. Honestly, like you, you don't know, you, you don't know you're in Orlando <laughs> when you go mm-hmm. to celebration. It's like its own little town. And I was tempted to think that. But I know who I am. I have to remind myself, like, no. Yeah. I'm much more than my skin tone. I'm, I'm much more than, you know, what I look like and where I'm from. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a human at heart. Like, I'm a son. I'm a father. Of, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I think it's an ongoing battle to continually remind ourselves of who we are and to affirm ourselves. And a lot of times, like, if you do think, like, somebody's, like, looking at you dirty or even just looking at you in a weird way, it could be that they're thinking something total opposite of, it could be something positive or. Yeah. So, like, I know I've been working on the positive stuff. Uh Oh. 
Like, because I'll get dirty looks a lot and I'm like, all right, like, maybe there's something on my face or like, <laughs> maybe I have some food on my face or yeah. something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, last Sunday, um, we were in church and there's this late, older, older white lady, like, staring at me. I'm like, oh, crap. And I'm in the back area, so I'm standing there waiting for Destiny to come back from the bathroom. I'm holding Zalea and she's like staring at me. And she starts walking towards me. And I'm already like trying to like process what does she think I am? What are you doing back here? You know, show me your ID. <laughs> I don't know what she's going to say. <laughs> and she comes up to me. She puts her hand on my arm. She's like, are you the drummer, boy? Are you the guy that drums? I was like, yeah. She's like, you're so talented. I love when you drum here. It's amazing. And I'm like, it threw me off because I went, I could have went left. And I kind of did. I went left to what I thought she was going to say about me. And she was just over there to, like, give me a compliment. Like, mm-hmm. she, you know, like, you're an amazing drummer. You do great. So, yeah, I agree. Like, sometimes you just got to be like, well, you know what? They they probably think whatever, but I know what I think. Yeah. And that's the most important. One of the things that I think you shared that you did a while ago, and I don't, I don't know if you still do it or not, um, is that you hug yourself. Mm-hmm. But you said it was, it was awkward and weird. Yeah. And I've done it too. I've done it a couple of times where you just literally wrap your arms around yourself and you just affirm yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, could you like share like what that was like again? Yeah. I haven't done it in a while, but when I have done it, it's been in like very tough moments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I start to cry. Yeah. It sounds weird. Yeah. It sounds so weird. If I walk in the room and I see your back and I just see two <laughs> arms <laughs> around you're like, who's that? <laughs> but yeah, like um like when I pug myself, it, it feels very affirming, like like I'm on my side. Yeah. Which is weird. Cause sometimes you'll be like the enemy, like with yourself. Yeah, you'll be against yourself. You know? Yeah. So like doing that kind of brings like a sense of like affirmation and like healing and stuff. So it's really helped me in very, very tough moments, but I haven't done it in a while. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I've done it. I read about it in a uh, TD Jake's book a couple years ago about just, man, hug yourself and pat your own, pat, pat yourself on the back mm-hmm. and affirm yourself. And I, when I did it, I cried too. I was like, Oh shoot. Yeah. And I guess, like you said, you'll be surprised by how often you are against yourself. Mm-hmm. How often um, you, it sounds weird, you want yourself to fail. Like, you're not for yourself. Yeah. You're giving yourself a, the treatment that you think you deserve, which can be negative. Mm-hmm. And so, as weird as that sound, man, I would encourage people to try that. Yeah. Like, push past the awkwardness. You can even start with a little pat. Yeah. On the shoulder or something. That's weird, but it, you know? it really works. Yeah, it does. Like, there's, like, I look at um, the Cave album cover, and uh, in that picture, I'm 23. Mm-hmm. And I, I have it in my music room on one of the speakers. And sometimes I look at, I look at that picture, because it's just a picture of my face. And, like, I thank the 23-year-old me. Like, I tell myself, like, I'm like, I'm proud of you, man. I, I thank you. Because that was the age that it was just a lot of sacrifice 
was made in order for me to be where I am today. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, us married with our home and our, our daughter, like he, that sounds weird like I'm saying he, but essentially he's the one that made that sacrifice. He sacrificed fun and, and pleasure for discomfort. And so like, even if you can like look at a picture of your old self, of yourself, maybe a year or two ago, or maybe you were younger when, or you can look at the age where you went through the, the most difficult time of your life. We had to push through maybe somebody passed or you're going, your parents are going through a divorce or you were going through a divorce or whatever it is mm-hmm. and affirm that person because that age got you to where you are. Yeah. Like I found that to be um, very effective to me. And so, yeah, like I just want to leave you with encouragement. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like just try hugging yourself and even telling yourself that you're proud of yourself, even if you're not, like, even if you feel like mm, you're doing horrible, you feel like you're failing. <laughs> yeah. Or failing, yeah. like just tell yourself that you're proud of yourself and that you're doing the best that you can. And, um, God's proud of you. Yeah. Even if you don't believe in God, he's proud of you. Yeah. And he's not afraid of whatever you're going through, whatever yeah. you're experiencing. God is a loving God and he's proud of you. Yeah. And like Xavier said in the beginning, we're proud of you too. Yeah. So. Yeah, we, we see um, some of the things you guys share with us. And even when some of you guys text, I was like, man, that was a tough one. Like, yeah. I'm struggling. Like, somebody reached out to us and saying like, man, they're struggling letting go of a, a certain relationship. And we're like, we're like mad proud of you. Yeah. Like, you're already winning because mm-hmm. you're struggling. And a struggle means you're in the ring. Yeah. And becoming aware of the transition or change that has to happen is half the battle. So it's like, even mm-hmm. in those moments, like, we're proud of y'all, man. Like, keep going. Like, you got this. God is proud of you. Um, even when you feel like you're failing or you're not doing a good job. Like, affirm yourself because what you think about yourself is the most important thing. Yeah. Regardless of what comes from the outside. Another thing is, like, picking up the phone. Maybe just calling somebody mm-hmm. and not needing anything. Um, and it's hard. Yeah. But, you know, we encourage you to try. Yeah. You know? It's something I know I'm, I'm going to try. I mean, it, I probably like it because I like. Yeah. <laughs> I like talking to people, whatever. Um, so, yeah, man, we want to leave you guys with that. Like, maybe try when that thought comes across your mind of that person. Or, like, sometimes, like, um, we're in public. I mean, I, it depends how social you are. But even if you see like a stranger, like sometimes we're some places and we see somebody or oh, we saw a waiter. She had a really cool tattoo. Mm-hmm. And we'd be like, hey, your tattoo's really cool. Or I like your shoes. Yeah. Or I like your hair or I like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that is just as effective on yourself too. Yeah. I'm not just saying to go out and just. Talk to every stranger Don't you get see. slick with it. Do like, dang girl, you bet. Like, I ain't talking about that. <laughs> Or leave like a big tip or something yeah. for a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> we did that one time, remember? Yeah. It was our anniversary. I mean, we had a drink or two, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I knew yeah, what I was doing. Yeah, we're, you're sober for that. Well, yeah. But I remember she didn't know, like she just took it. We gave her a big tip. She took it and walked off. We're like, man, like I guess she'll just see later. And right before she hit the kitchen, she looked down at her hand and she like came back crying. Remember that? 
Yeah. I remember I tipped somebody at Steak and Shake, and I was mm. with my dad and my sister. And I was like, hey, dad, like, can we give him like an extra $30 for a tip or whatever? And my dad gave him the, the, the tip plus the bill. Mm. And we never saw him again. Dang. Yeah, sometimes it's like that. Yeah. Which is, it could be good or bad. I mean, maybe <laughs> it helped him pay the bill that was late. I don't yeah. know. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. You never know. But, yeah, um, that's all. Like, we really enjoy, really enjoyed yeah, this, this combo. Yeah, this is a good one. We kind of came into this a little blank. <laughs> like, well, let, let's talk about like, affirmation. and. Loki was not feeling it because I was not feeling we myself. We were, like, super dead before we started. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's start. Hi, this is Destiny. I was like, hi, this is Xavier. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we thank you guys for tuning in and just, you know, listening to us talk, you know, yeah. talk about life and life experiences. And we enjoy all the feedback and enjoy all the love that we receive. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions, you can email us at lifeon11podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. DM us at Life on Eleven Podcast. Yeah, one thing, and before we go, one thing I did like is we're open to interacting too with the podcast, which I think we got to experience last week. Like somebody reached out and was like, "Oh, like I'm going through this. Like we're down to have the conversation with you. Like it's not just about the podcast. Like mm-hmm. call us or Facetime us. Like we're cool to just yeah chat it out or like to kind of hear your experience, whatever too. So don't be afraid of that either. Like. Yeah, for sure. I agree. We love y'all. We hope y'all have a great week, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Take care. Bye.